Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. This is People Every Day. Coming up, the Olympics are here, and People has boots on the ground, taking you behind the scenes in Tokyo and inside all of the excitement. Plus, what you need to know about the COVID-19 Delta variant and how it could impact the rest of your summer. It's July 22nd. Hey everyone, this is People Every Day. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, and it is Thursday, and I'm scrambling, y'all. I'm actually heading out of town in a few hours going to check out Kanye West's big album release event tonight. I used to be People's music editor, and as you know, I'm a big hip-hop fan, so super interested in what he has to say and what this album's sound is going to be like. Also, Will Irina Shayk turn out to support him? <laughs> I still haven't found anything avant-garde enough to wear, but all good. I'm there for work and to keep you all informed. Speaking of epic work trips, I have a handful of colleagues who are on one right now in Tokyo. Despite all the setbacks, the Olympics are here and happening, and People Magazine staffers are on the ground in Tokyo for all of the action. Later in the show, I chat with one of them, Adam Carlson, who is no longer jet-lagged after quarantining for days and takes me through everything he and the team have seen and done so far, just ahead of tomorrow's opening ceremony. So stick around for that. But first, I want to talk about the elephant in the arena. COVID-19, dangerous variants of the coronavirus continue to wreak havoc and raise fears in Tokyo and here in the States. We are aware of, uh, of course, COVID-19 cases among a handful of athletes. Well, the trigger was definitely COVID concerns. It's more aggressive. It's deadlier. If you've turned on the news in recent weeks, you've seen what feels like a steady drip of coronavirus-related stories. In the U.S., we've seen a troubling rise in the number of confirmed cases, with the CDC reporting a nearly 70 percent increase in the seven-day average of new cases, many of which it blames on the rapid spread of the COVID-19 Delta variant. And here with me now to unpack all of this and talk a little bit about how the coronavirus will impact the rest of your summer, including this year's Olympic Games is infectious disease expert and professor of preventative medicine at Vanderbilt University School of Medicine, Dr. William Schaffner. Hi, Dr. Schaffner. Hello, Janine. Always good to be with you. Awesome. It's great to have you back. So we've seen a steady drumbeat of headlines in recent weeks about a rise in COVID cases across the country and around the world. Um, and some of those infections have occurred in people who've gotten both doses of the vaccine. Um, by and large, who would you say is getting sick the most and, and, and who maybe in this group is responsible for the biggest spike in cases. Well, there's no doubt, Janine, that this Delta variant that's so highly contagious is really seeking out people who have not been vaccinated. In my hospital and hospitals across the country, the people who are being admitted for COVID-related illness, 98 plus percent of them 
are unvaccinated. Wow. It's really unusual for a vaccinated person to require hospitalization. So these vaccines are keeping us out of the hospital. They're working the way they were scheduled to. Yeah. And like you said, we've seen a number of stories about people who have gotten the vaccine and still tested positive for COVID-19. But what you're saying is that they are not getting the harshest, worst symptoms. So how do you explain this to someone who is concerned that, oh, the vaccine isn't working? I I still got it. Well, there's a fair amount of confusion in the media. The vaccines are keeping us out of the hospital. That's what they were designed to do. You don't want to get severe disease. Now, there was a bonus. In addition to that, these vaccines also reduce, I didn't say eliminate, they reduce your chance of getting an asymptomatic or only mildly symptomatic infection. You're much less likely to do that, and you're much less likely to transmit this virus to others. So, yes, you can get infected, but you're not going to get sick. And so that's a really big difference. We're detecting many people who have become infected despite that they are vaccinated, but they're not getting sick. Wow. So let's talk about this Delta variant, though. What is it and, and what do our listeners need to know about it? Well, very simply, you have the parent strain, the original one, When it multiplies in people, it can mutate. Most of those mutations are harmless, but every once in a while, a mutation or a series of genetic changes takes place such that you get kind of a son or a daughter of the original strain. But we can tell the difference. And this Delta strain, its major characteristic that differentiates it is its even more contagious than the parent. And the parent was already very contagious. So this contagious virus has the capacity to spread very, very readily. And it's obviously seeking out people who've not yet been vaccinated. The vaccines do prevent serious illness with this Delta strain. Nice. Okay. So the American Academy of Pediatrics released updated guidance on Monday saying that everyone older than two years old should wear a mask, even if you've been vaccinated. Uh, So why is it so important for kids to wear a mask? I have a a six-year-old and a one-year-old who's, you know, just under that mandate line. But how likely is it for children to get the Delta variant of this virus and pass it on to adults? We all know, fortunately, that children and young adults are much less likely to become sick if they get infected with COVID. Less likely. It's not zero. There have been actually over 300 children in the United States that have died of COVID, over 13,000 hospitalizations. COVID is now one of the 10 leading causes of death in children in the United States. And so we have to understand that from time to time, children, normal, healthy children, can become not only infected and transmit the virus, but they can become sick. And That's why the American Academy of Pediatrics says we ought to keep wearing our masks as protection. And since you can't always tell who's been vaccinated and who hasn't, they say, oh, let's all just wear the mask. And you see some people wearing masks out and about and then others who are not. There has been kind of mixed messaging or, or, you know, messaging that 
served for a particular time and, and now things are changing. What do you recommend, Dr. Schaffner? Well, at the moment, the CDC says that if you've been vaccinated and you're going indoors, that's where it's higher risk, you can leave your mask off if you've been vaccinated. If you're unvaccinated indoors, you have to wear a mask. Now, there are some health jurisdictions where there's so much transmission of this virus in that community, they've regressed. They've gone back to saying, sorry, everybody, everybody's got to wear a mask again. So you have to listen to your local public health authorities. Got it. And I got to ask you about the Olympics. There's been so many headlines about this. It's in Tokyo. So many concerns, athletes coming down with COVID-19. Is there a big concern in the medical community about this being a potential super spreader event? Oh, yes, I'm afraid so. Even Mm. though we love the Olympics, people coming from countries all over the world, they don't have to be vaccinated. Many are, but many are not. To Japan, where only a very small proportion of the population is vaccinated. Now, the Olympic Organizing Committee has done many things to make it as safe as possible. But I'm afraid there's going to be more spread of this virus not only among the athletes, but everyone else concerned with the Olympics. And then some of those folks are going to return to their home countries, taking the virus with them, setting up new chains of transmission when they get home. It's almost inevitable, I'm afraid. Well, I mean, is there any kind of light coming out of the summer going into the fall? What can what can we say to people who are just hoping to salvage this second year of dealing with this virus? So so I really think the jar is half full, which also means it's half empty. But, you know, what have we been saying? Vaccines protect. There are still so many of our neighbors and friends who have not yet been vaccinated. Vaccines work. They're safe. If we could get them to participate with the rest of us and become vaccinated, we have plenty of vaccine. It's in the refrigerator. It can't prevent disease while it's in the refrigerator. It's got to go into arms. If we could get them to also become vaccinated, then the summer would get much, much safer. I love it. Thank you for taking the time, Dr. Schaffner. You always break it down so beautifully. My pleasure, Janine, always. And there'll always be something new with COVID, I'm afraid. Next up, People's Adam Carlson takes us to Tokyo. Stay tuned. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. All 
All right. I am so excited to pass the torch now to People's Adam Carlson, who is in Tokyo covering the games and taking just a few minutes to share what it's looking like out there. Hi, Adam. Hi, Janine. How's Tokyo? I know with all of the the protocols, uh, you've been quarantining for a few days. What was that experience like for you? It's been good. Um, you know, we've we've crossed all our T's. We've dotted all our I's. Everyone here is is treating this uh, as a public health um, crisis, which in many parts of the world it still is. Yeah. It's been amazing. Uh, it's been a little bit surreal. I think there was a moment as we were passing through all the checkpoints in the airport where we said to each other we weren't entirely sure until we stepped foot outside in Tokyo that we would that we would be here, that this would all proceed. I think that was very much a feeling. Um, I, I, I can't say that we've seen too, too much of what uh, they have set up yet. We are actually leaving our quarantine here in the next day, right before the opening ceremony. So we'll have much more to report in the coming days. But uh, so far, it's been uh, a lot of hanging around your hotel room and eating meals out of the vending machines, which is what <laughs> we've been doing just to make sure that we don't, um, you know, that we don't spread COVID while we're here. Okay, so describe the overall atmosphere. I just want to feel it. So you've been confined to a few spaces. Where have you been allowed to go? Where have we been allowed to go? So we have gotten to go out very, very little. We were out a bit when we first got into the country. Um, otherwise, we've been uh, in quarantine. You can you can do a little bit. They give you, the, there's kind of a, a little bit of a carved out exception. So you can go out and get a little bit of fresh air. Obviously, if there's some kind of essential things that you need to do while you're here, you do have a bit of an exception. If you need to be out for some reason, but otherwise, we have been quarantined. And the vibe here, I mean... You see a lot of Olympics people here, you know, it can be easy moment to moment to kind of forget what's happening in 2021. Um, but it's it's definitely a bit more um, low key in, in, in light of that. And I think that you get some reality on the ground about all the polling and all the the, the headlines from Japan that a lot of the locals here um, had become really disenchanted by the idea of the games. So what can we expect from the opening ceremony tomorrow? We just got that news that the director was fired just ahead of the event because a, a terrible joke he made back in 1998 about the Holocaust. The whole thing just boggles my mind. Um, one of the main organizers, uh, the director of the opening ceremony has just been ousted you know he's a he's a performer he's a comedian uh years ago he had made a joke as part of an act about the holocaust a joke that was you know widely seen it's very tasteless this joke got resurfaced it was made back in 1998 basically he was joking about basically let's let, let's play holocaust like he was as part of a skit and uh, that did not go over well with a lot of people who were hearing about the joke the first time um, when it kind of got resurfaced. And, um, you know, he apologized, but he was also dismissed by organizers who in turn apologize. And the fact that it all comes, you know, hours before the opening ceremony when when they would prefer to be talking about anything else, I think is, is a bit of a headache. Wow. Them. 
So what do we know about what the opening ceremony will look like? What to expect? What we do know is that the opening ceremony of the Tokyo Games is going to look much different from what people remember in 2016, in Brazil, in 2012, in London, 2008, even in China, with extraordinary set pieces, you know, extravagance, some of the images that that spring to mind for me immediately, the scale of the Beijing uh, production. Um, and then in the UK, of course, Daniel Craig as James Bond with Queen Elizabeth. I don't know <laughs> a more prototypically British thing than that. Um, Tokyo, the Tokyo opening ceremonies uh, are going to be very different. We aren't going to see that same kind of pomp and circumstance. It's going to be a much more somber. Somber is the word they keep returning to. Um, you know, it, it's happening very much still in the the international pandemic. And uh, just in terms of attendees, it's going to be a smaller ceremony. You know, again, spectators won't be there. Many athletes uh, have signaled that they won't be in attendance for the Parade of Nations um, or at the opening ceremony. They're worried about infection. You know, everyone here is being tested very frequently and a positive COVID test, you know, being infected with the virus could knock you out of a competition yeah. you've worked most of your career for. So, of course, COVID has been a huge headline at the games, Adam. And and since you left, Coco Goff dropped out after she tested positive for the virus. Uh, gymnast Kara Aker and another alternate also tested positive. So talk about COVID at these games. What teams and athletes are being most closely watched? What have you heard from players and, and support staff? So COVID is at the edge of everyone's mind. I think even when they're talking about getting ready to compete, even when they're giving press conferences after a match or after practice, you know, we already have athletes, coaches, everyone else out there um, talking to the press, getting ready to compete. People are very much in kind of the full swing of the Olympics already, but COVID is right there on the edge of everything. And when it comes to Team USA, I mean, I think this comes as no surprise to anyone that the gymnastics, uh, men and women, certainly the women's gymnastics team, which has been dominant on the world stage for, for several years now. I mean, that is kind of the centerpiece of Team USA. They're taking a lot of precautions. We know that Simone Biles, the most famous American Olympian here, perhaps the most famous Olympian uh, at the entire Games, she's not you know, uh, Simone is not staying at the Olympic Village. She's staying in a hotel. They're doing that to avoid uh, as much as possible the risk of infection. Okay, Adam, I have to know about this one story. <laughs> uh, there's much ado about cardboard beds. So Tokyo 2020 says the beds will be turned into recycled paper after the games. And some athletes, including Paul Chimlio, a runner for Team USA, took to social media and claimed that the beds were intended to discourage sex among athletes because they only hold one person or something. What do you make of all of this? Yeah. So, okay. So the cardboard beds, I mean, it's like people just pulled out a set of a set of nouns from a hat and strung them together. Cardboard <laughs> sex beds. I swear. It's like we, li we live in a Mad Libs. Um, so the cardboard beds, while they are sturdy enough, the, the reality is beneath that, the Tokyo organizers do not want people being f as, as physically intimate as they have been in the past. The guidelines officially <laughs> discouraged this kind of physical intimacy because of COVID. Oh. And the condoms, famously, you know, condoms are freely given out every two years. This year, the condoms, they're not going to give out nearly as many. And they're telling people, like, 
we are giving you these uh, kind of as, as a health precaution, but please don't use them. You're only supposed <laughs> to use them later in your life. You know, after you leave Japan, do not use them here. Oh, my goodness. Um, we, we did a big piece about what it was like living inside the village. A few years ago, we talked to a bunch of Olympians um, and, and, and wrapped together a bunch of memories Olympians had shared in years past. And like they say, it's a great meeting place across countries, across sports. Yeah. You have a whole kind of high school cafeteria vibe of everyone thrown together. And then you also at the same time, like these are people in the, in the prime of youth at their peak physical condition, uh, very excited to do the thing that they've been working their entire life to do. And they're all hanging out. You know, we don't get to go inside the village. It's it's essentially off limits to the the entire world as it's always been. Um, so we just have to hear these stories, and the stories you hear, people hang out, they get to know each other, and uh, oftentimes, what's going to happen is what's going to happen. Um, so yes, the cardboard beds are not anti-sex, as far as we know, that has been debunked. But the spirit of the cardboard bed is anti-sex. Is, is what I would say. That's that's my final answer. Okay, last question. What are the big events you're looking forward to over the weekend and into next week? Yeah, so we 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 are about to head into week one. The opening ceremonies are going to begin, and then we have some medal events. So we've had some qualifying competitions already happen. Like I said, medal events will begin in earnest. We have some swimming medal events we have gymnastics medal events coming up it's going to be a really exciting first few days i of course will be hopefully right there on the front row for swimming and gymnastics the people team here was just talking about what we want to be doing and where i'm a sucker for figure skating and uh, gymnastics which to me is just figure skating without the skates or Maybe figure skating is gymnastics without the leotards. I don't know. But uh, it'll be a real thrill, I think, to watch them all compete. As it always is, swimming, of course. I mean, I can't go two feet in the water without needing to take a breath. So um, we'll we'll have a lot to look forward to. That was People's Adam Carlson, who's on the ground for the games in Tokyo. For everything you want to know about the Olympics, head over to people.com, where we'll have nonstop coverage. And now, something to make you smile. There is a seal named Dandy out in Lincolnshire, England, who must be a fan of The Little Mermaid, because Dandy really just wants to be where the people are. (laughs) She recently made her way into someone's backyard, where she was found just lounging on their patio. And this isn't her first trespassing offense. She crashed a paddleboarding lesson last year and just hopped on top of an already occupied board and stuck around for the lesson just to see what it was like. (laughs) Live your life, Dandy. And while we're talking adorable animals at People, we're in the midst of our fourth annual World's Cutest Rescue Dog Competition presented by Pedigree. So it doesn't matter what breed, age, size, or physical difference. If you think your dog's got the look, go to people.com backslash rescue dog contest upload a photo and tell us how saving a pup has changed your life and theirs. All right. Have a good one, guys. Talk to you tomorrow.